Hey, welcome back to the Bravo Zulu podcast, episode number 48, Legacy of Service. In this episode, uh, actually, uh, my brother-in-law and my father-in-law were in town at the house. So I got them in the studio, along with some other friends, um, actually cousins of my brother-in-law, who their whole family has served in the Navy as well. And we all sit down and kind of discuss um, what it means to them having served in, in uh, their fa- the fathers in the prior generation, the sons in this generation, and just kind of like everything related to that uh, it, it, and their family and the values that they've passed on to their children and how their children now are carrying that out and how they, how they routinely carry it out in today's Navy uh, throughout their careers. And then we transition to some other topic that uh, I'm going to leave you uh, with a little cliffhanger that is um, – gets talked about regularly throughout the navy and uh you know just stay tuned about halfway through we'll hit we'll hit the 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 touchy spot i think you'll i think you'll like where we go thanks for listening Welcome back to another episode of the Bravo Zulu podcast. Today, the Megacast has been uh, waiting to happen um, for really the whole time I've had this podcast. It's something that's been brewing in the back of my mind of something that I wanted to talk about with all the gentlemen that are here present today. And uh, I'll start introducing them to my left, my father-in-law, retired Master Chief, SKCM, Louis Comia, his son, now Senior Chief AECS, Jerome Comia. On the Zoom, joining us from afar, we got uh, RS1, uh, Mike Berdios, his brother, Lieutenant Berdios, and their father. Uh, guys, I'm sorry, I don't know Uncle's uh, uh, past, so if you guys want to go ahead and take it there from there, go ahead and let me know. So uh, DKC. Yeah. DKC, uh, retired DKC. I'm sorry, Uncle, I don't know your name. I just know you as Mr. Berdios. The original. Yeah. Retired DKC Burdios and okay. Burdios. All right. And so that's everyone who we got here today. Um, you know, and I better mention the one that's working tonight right now. Uh, former Lieutenant Moore made a name Comia. Because I think it would be a disservice not to mention Jerome, dad, your daughter, your sister, as part of the legacy of the Comia family. So, and also missing in action, uh, we don't know where he's at, but also the third brother, the third Berdios, Anthony, uh, you know, wherever you're at, I ain't gonna drop a rate on there because I don't know who's listening. But Anthony, we missing you, bro. You know, tune in. So, um, you know, I really wanted to do this uh, to talk to you all about the legacy that, you know, uncle and dad that you guys started when you joined the Navy. Um, unknowingly right and that your children have been carrying on so uh, you know dad we'll start with you if you just want to tell us a little bit about your kind of background how you came into the navy and everything like that yeah um it, it all started with uh a couple of guys in our town got stationed in the philippines and came home with uh a Mac One Mustang and a Celica. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so that was the 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 main the main thing that motivated me to join the navy is to have the same kind of life okay uh and the liberty that they they talk about especially stationed in the philippines okay uh so that that status in life you know i was going through high school at the time and i said man i'm going to join the navy too and i the the process that they have in the philippines is you just have to send a picture with your pii in the back of that picture and wait for the calling card and eventually that calling card came in and took the test and when I take the test I said man I'm not going to fail this test right you know but I did <laughs> <laughs> I failed the first time and you know I I thought I was in really uh because to me the the test was was kind of easy for me, so I kind of was I was rushing, and I I was one of the first one to submit my papers, but I wasn't fortunate enough at the time, so I resent more pictures to 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 Olongapo, and eventually I got a second chance. And I took all the time when I took that test, and I passed and did the interview and the medical, and all was good. Uh, and this may not be an interesting part for you guys, but I'll I'll tell you guys anyway. I joined I joined the Navy, and I was able to get in, but. I didn't even know what I was going to do. And I started like, you know, cleaning the head and things mm-hmm. like that. I said, this is not the life that I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I kind of figured it out, you know, as I go on. And, and the initial part was kind of easy, you know, taking the, third class test and second class. I think I can make it here. And fortunately enough that it was all good, you know, going up in the ranks and my intention was to 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 finish my contract and get out. That, that, that did not go that way. It didn't go that way. No. So, Uncle, uh, was it the same for you? Did you join out of the Philippines, and was it much of the same process? Oh, me? Th- oh, it's for me? Yeah. Was it, was it kind of the same process? Did, did you join out of the Philippines also, and was it uh, the same thing? No, no. I joined uh, my, my, my joining the military was uh, a fulfilling a dream at the same time, punitive. Um. Prior to knowing anything about the military, we only knew about it from my uncle when he would come home. He was uh, with the United States Army. Okay. And uh, in that, yeah. 
in Baguio, there was a uh, recruiting station for uh, the military, the U.S. military. And that's the only thing that we knew about it other than what my grandfather did prior to everybody being able to come to the United States is uh, as a Philippine scout uh, served yeah, in World War II. With the, yeah, yes. And my brother over here, bro race also here. So we now we really have some deep history <laughs> as yeah. far as legacy is concerned. Yeah. 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 Philippine scout in World War II. U.S. Army in Korea. And then uh, with the U.S. Army in Korea, that—that's your guys. Uh, your dad did that. My grand, my grandfather. Grandfather. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, and I know on dad's side and Jerome, your guys' side, grandpa also served in World War Two, right? And then after that, as a Philippine police officer, right? So, and I think what a lot of people don't understand, um, you know, whether they're military or not, or, or just you know, American citizens, is that there's deep ties and connections with America and the Philippines that go back through World War II, um, Bataan Death March, things like that, and, and uh, was it General um, was it MacArthur, yes, you know, promising to come back because he got his butt beat and then when he was leaving, he, you know, he made the promise that he would be back, and then he did. Um, so there's a lot of deep ties, and I think that goes along well with, you know, the, the purpose of this podcast to, you know, Talk, not just your guys' family legacies, but, you know, mentioning that stuff, that there's a deeper legacy connection between America and the Philippines, and hence why you see, you know, in the Navy, when Subic Bay used to be there, why so many Filipinos saw their, uh, you know, fellow countrymen coming back with Mustang Mach 1s and Toyota Celicas and thinking, like, damn, like, you got that from from being in the Navy, right? Like, that's not a... a unusual thing to see. I mean, I think you see a lot of day nowadays, right, Jerome? Like, young kids running around. Running around a Camaro they can't afford. Yeah, <laughs> yeah running around a Camaro that they can't afford, yeah. Um, or, you know, that Challenger, you know, whatever. So, uh, gentlemen, what was it like when your kids came to you and said, hey, Dad, I want to join the Navy, too? Go ahead, Dad. What, what was it like when Jerome first told you? Uh, to me, that, I mean, it's it's what he wants, you know. Mm-hmm. I will support my kids with whatever goals that they have or whatever, whatever intentions that they have. Uh, and to me, being the service, I mean, I will I will support that. There's no no issue at all. I will give them the pro and cons, mm-hmm. and then. Give them the chance to decide, you know, and it's up to the kid to, to, to do whatever they want. You know, the only thing that I, the only, the only reason why I would uh, probably change their mind, try to change their mind, is if I know for sure that they're not, you know, they're going the wrong path, mm-hmm. and joining the military is is a good path. Uh, so I will, you know, me is just my intention would be to support them. And Uncle, what, what did you think when, when your boys reached out to you first and, and were letting you know that they're thinking about joining? They they had a problem listening at first. <laughs> 
Yes, bro. Really? <laughs> they 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 uh, thought that they knew everything and that they can do it on their own. You know. So I just let them. I I did. Uh, yeah, I told them, hey, you know, I'll tell you what my dad told me is, do your time in the military. You have a permanent uh, salary for life. And your, and your health is uh, the medical is taken care of. You know. So, but no, they wanted to have two jobs, three jobs, trying to make ends meet, working like 26 hours, you know, in one day. That's what they tell me. That's what they tell me anyways. I don't <laughs> Until they finally decided that it was best that they joined the military. And uh, I, was, I, you know, I was glad that they came to the right sense that, hey, you know, so, so was that something that you were trying to like? I, 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 it's not the right word, but like to push on them to be like, "Hey, this is the better option." Is that something that you discussed with them before they actually did it? Like, this is a better option for you. Well, to, to me, if uh, you want to do something, then you have to in, initiate and start everything on your own. Because to have somebody tell you what to do. Especially when uh, you know it's your own decision that you have to make. That that's that's on them. Yeah, you know? they have to make that call, and I'm just glad that they decided to join the military. And when they did join the military, it, they it, they were taken care of right away. I mean, it's not we had we had friends all over the place. We have already established our network in our careers. So when they joined the military, most of my friends were already. Where they can, I mean, back in going through basic training for us back then, we could we don't see nobody. Then they had a visit. They, they, they there were their uncles went and pulled them out of a boot camp for a day or <laughs> took them in the. So you don't have that luxury back then. You have to earn it. But I'm glad they did. And now they see where they're at. I'm just proud. Of course, right. I, I think. Uh... I think both of you dads in here are very proud of, of where, where your children yeah. have come. Hey, Mike, um, I see. I don't, what, I don't know where I went wrong because uh, the one thing that I'm really only this uh, kind of surprised that is happening is everything that's coming out right now is females. What do you mean? All my grand He's about uh, the babies. <laughs> <laughs> all the babies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's something well, wrong there. I tried to tell Mike how to do it. It's squats, right, Jerome? <laughs> squats and deadlifts. But uh, Mike looked a little weak yeah. in them legs, so maybe he wasn't able to uh, get the thrust all the way through. Speaking of Mike, Mike, what was it like? Um, so you, you and your brother came in same time, right? And then, like, Anthony, who... Did y'all all come in same time, or what? What, what was the time set? Time set up there? Uh, I was pretty much uh, like a year after each other. So Anthony joined, uh, and then a year later, Mark joined, and then a little uh, a year and some change after that, I joined. Oh, so you were just like, oh shit, you know, Big Brother's leaving me. I, I, I got to go. Now it was a uh, Mark. Mark showed me his phone, and he had like the latest and greatest. Uh, new Windows phone that came out uh, Windows? For, all the, for all those that they know. And he had a he had a uh, Windows, Windows phone. phone. I was like, "Yo, I'm Yo. about to join because I need some of that." He's like, Mark had a, a hey, you got Internet Explorer on that?" Hey, 
that was the time with like blackberries, razors, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I know, I know. You sidekicks, yep, I know. That's crazy, that's crazy. So Mark, so I mean, Mike, sticking with you, Mike. What was it like when when you went to your dad? I mean, and did, did you like how did you break the news to him? How were you like, yo, I'm I'm joining the Navy too now because you know Anthony and Mark both did already. Yeah, uh, he he gave me some words of wisdom. I don't know if it's what he said. I can't remember. No, it's funny. Um, it was. The thing he told me, you know, uh, I'm proud that you're joining. And one thing that really stuck to me is that, you know, once you get in there, uh, expect to take care of people, you know, and help out any way that you can and expect nothing in return. And that was like the biggest thing that I took away because uh, really, you know, that pretty much set the foundation of uh, who I've become and what are we here to do uh, on these deck plates. Oh, Okay. Okay, someone sounds like they got their answer ready for about a month from now, two months from now. What do you think, Mark? That was a pretty good answer. <laughs> <laughs> I might just be like, hey, why, why are you here? No, I'm just kidding. No, no, but, uh, no, so for me, well, I guess let me, let me take it back a little bit. I know you, 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 asked, uh, you asked my dad, you know, how he, uh, uh, how it was when, you know, if he kind of pushed the, uh, you know, like the Navy thing on us. Yeah. Um, and I'll yeah. say he, he never did. Um, you know, he may he may have mentioned it or kind of set the, you know, set the example and showed us what life could be like, you know, you know, in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, but he never really forced that. You know, he never really forced that on us. It was kind of like, you know, hey, whatever your decision is, you know, it's your choice. You know, you make your own bed at the end of the day. And he supported us. And it just so happened that, you know, as we as we went through life, you know, we made the decision of our own free will and accord, right? Which is one of the big things that, he, you know, he teaches us is is whenever you do something, it has to be of your own free will. You know, it's not like something that you want to push on somebody, right? So my dad, my dad was always, you know, always, you know, you know, I guess pushing that on us or not really pushing that on us, but like that's just the way that he, he handled things was you make your own decisions, you make your own bed, you make your own choices. So when, uh, when I told my dad that I wanted to join the, the military, it's pretty much the same thing like what Mike said is, you know, he just he said he said as soon as I told him that I wanted to join, he said, all right, well, if you want to join, you know, I'll make some phone calls and, and we'll make it happen. And uh, three weeks later, a recruiter was reaching out to me because of the network that my uh, my dad had established was, hey, you know, I heard from, uh, you know, from somebody that knows somebody that knows your dad and was like, you know, you're interested in joining the military. And uh, you know the recruiter came and saw me, and then three weeks later, I was uh, I was headed to uh, to Great Lakes for uh, for boot camp. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that was pretty much uh, yeah my, my side. But just just like what Mike said is, he just said you know continue to, to help people, you know do the best that you can. And then you being you know young in the military or you know just starting your your career, your job right now is to learn your job and then set the set the example. You know he just kept it. He's always kept it real with us. And he told us that we're going to see some, you know, some things that we may not agree with or we may not like. Um, but that doesn't mean that that has to be us. And we just got to be the, you know, the positive. And, um, you know, he he gave us the confidence knowing that we were raised, knowing the difference between right and wrong. Um, but, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll leave it at that. Jerome, you up? What was the question? <laughs> Shit. I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> Uh no, just like did you feel how how did it feel for you going to dad and be like yo dad I'm doing this because you definitely had some time off in between 
high school graduation and you joined. So take us through it. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> my journey is a little different. Um, after high school, uh, my dad uh, saved enough money for me to go to college. Um, so I did the college route first, right? Um, I went to uh, um, Kapiolani Community College and then and then to Hawaii Pacific where I graduated with a bachelor's. And uh, during that process, I went through Air Force ROTC um, through the nursing program. It just so happened that through ROTC, uh, I just felt like I wasn't comfortable in my own skin. So um, a lot of my friends in uh, ROTC, they golfed. They listened to different music. And I just couldn't see myself as an Air Force officer. Yeah. You know, so so after that, uh, I just went into the uh, the work field for a year and then became a social worker. I didn't like that. It was boring. Like I said. And you was a social worker, bro? I, was, yeah, I didn't I even was, know that. Yeah, I was a social worker for a year. Uh, making decent money, better than an airman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, so I did the college thing. I uh, didn't see myself wanting to be an officer. So after that, I I tried to go uh, Navy officer, but uh, they, they told me I had all these requirements. I had to wait for like a year. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to wait for a year. I said, Dad, you know, I'm going to. I'm going to go ahead and uh, enlist. And so then after that, so after, uh, you know, I told him, you know, he supported me. Uh, I wanted to do the, I don't know why I, I want I kind of wanted to just see the world uh, uh, on a ship and through the eyes of a, of a sailor. So that's why I joined. Is, did, is that just, oh man, I don't know how to say it. Um, do you feel that way? Like you wanted to see that from your dad? Like you wanted to see what he saw for his 30 years? Uh, Does that I, make sense? No, I, I knew that we were going to go through a different path because, uh, you know, I I knew what job he did and I wanted to make my own way. Yeah. Uh, and pick a different occupation. So that's why I, I chose Well, well I mean, this is for like everyone, right? For all, all three of the boys. Not so much like the same rating, right and, and follow those footsteps but like you could imagine like all right like what did dad experience out there in the navy for 30 years i want to experience what he experienced not necessarily rating wise right i mean all of you knew rating way more than me growing up right i had no idea what a fucking rating was i didn't even know what the rank structure looked like okay coming from a, a desert boy from phoenix okay it's just more like like damn dad what'd you do out there did like did y'all feel like that like watching your dad's come and go you know for all that time did, did you sit back and never wonder like what, what are you doing what's it like this and that and is that what kind of was like what what's the life of a sailor that you experienced dad i want to go do that is did any three of you is that like part of it yeah i mean just uh just hearing like my dad and his friends going to all those port visits yeah so i just really joined the navy because i wanted to go to thailand and australia <laughs> You know, and then after that, I was like, okay. You're good. Uh, Mission accomplished. Yeah, you know, because I had my college degree. I thought, like, after four years, I, I'd just get out. But uh, I ended up loving my job, and here I am today. Right. And, uh, Mike or Mark, did, did you guys kind of feel that? Like, that um, I, I want to see what Dad went through for all the time he was in and kind of, like, see that same, like, 
it's a great analogy to that sailor life because I do think sailor life is a lot different than like soldier or airman or anything like that. What we do is completely different. So it, did that kind of like, was that in the back of your head when you were joining and signing up? I'll let Mike go ahead and go first. Uh, for me, it was the other way around. Uh, it was, I didn't really like, never really wondered like what he did out to sea and stuff like that. I always wondered like where he was. As far as like, you know, how come dad keeps leaving uh, and he keeps coming back? And whenever dad left, I was like, oh, man, it's time to be bad boy again. Here we go. About to bring uh, trouble to these uh, deck plates uh, in the family. But <laughs> just being honest. And for the record, I'm the one that had like three jobs all at once uh, growing up <laughs> until I joined the military. But once I joined uh, and I actually started seeing you know, how, how to network and stuff like that and just start seeing how people, how uh, the upper chain command takes care of their people. I finally saw what my dad was doing, you know, uh, from his job uh, to understanding what a DK was, uh, knowing that, you know, they were like walking ATMs that always carry cash with them. And anytime the sailors needed it, you know, they would go to them and get, get some money. Um, to so, so are, what's where, you, I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt. networked and how people were always at the house when we were younger and he was always mentoring people. Every time I saw somebody that my dad knew, they always said good things, but I never said anything bad except for when he got tempered on the basketball court. But other than that, it was always like, your dad helped me out. Your dad helped me out. And so once I saw that, I was like, oh, so that's what he was doing. He was taking care of people. Mark? I was going to make a joke in there somewhere too. um, Talking about like, Mike liked to be the person to go to for things yeah, before be before i joined the military it was uh you know i was working a, a lot of jobs too just like what my dad said earlier we kind of uh went and experienced uh life i guess and at the same time i'm sure like you know mike and jerome could probably relate um because we're we're hoopers right we, we play we play a lot of basketball yes yeah, i'm not gonna lie i really thought that i was still gonna go out and try and make a make a name for myself and go and do something <laughs> so i was uh you know living paycheck to pay paycheck to paycheck and uh and just trying to go play in every any basketball tournament that I can to get my name out there to try and do something. But, you know, I didn't really have a good foundation. I wasn't going to college or anything. Um, but, you know, so the reason why I joined was because it, I was, you know, I was 19 when I when I decided to en- when I decided to enlist. But I didn't really understand, you know, the legacy of what I was getting myself into. The only thing that I know that I wanted to do was I wanted to have a steady paycheck just like my dad. And I wanted to be able to support myself so that, you know, my, my family didn't have to worry about me. Um, so that's that's really like the reason why why I joined. But definitely, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll probably bring it up later on is, you know, moving on into our career, you know. And then I, I definitely learned a lot and saw a lot of things and, you know, found myself in probably similar situations that, you know, both of our dads, you know, were in, whether it was, um, um, you know, helping sailors out or, you know, going on deployment, being out on Liberty or, you know, having to be counseled or counsel, you know, somebody. Um, but, but yeah, that's, uh, like I said, I, I didn't really, you know, go, I wonder what my dad did, but that really wasn't something that I was thinking about when I initially joined. Yeah. When I initially joined, I was really thinking of more like, you know, um, I need a, I need a steady paycheck. I need, you know, I need something so that my family didn't have to take care of me. But, but yeah. So dad, uh, Nikki's not here, but when she came to you, and she was like, hey, Dad, uh, yeah, I'm going to do the what, Navy thing. I, I had to say. Jerome's in the Navy. He's doing his thing, AE2 at the time, right? Yeah. And then Nikki comes to you. 
your daughter, your mm-hmm. baby girl. And she's like, hey, dad. Um, one, she's moving in with me in California. I know that was a whole nother thing. But she's like, I think I'm going to join the Navy now and commission. What was going through your mind? Because you already have your son there. You know the Navy. You know how it works. You, you know, you're retired not too long ago. And now it's your, your baby girl. What was running through your mind as a father and, and having your baby girl come to you with that? Because I think it's probably going to be different somewhat, you know, than just, oh, yeah, I support you. Go do your thing. That. But was there anything else to it, you know, since it's your daughter? No, not really. No? It's basically the same as, you know, as I did with Jerome. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I know they they do research, right, for... You know, for their future, and and I provide information to them. You know, things that I, you know, I think that they don't have. And still, the bottom line is to uh, give them, give them all those info and let them decide on what they want. And whatever they decide, I'm just behind. You know, behind her. Okay. So that's no issue at all. No. Not necessarily issue, but just like no, no, just a different kind of a emotional reaction to it or anything. No, no, no? worries, nothing, like nothing. That. You know, whatever they decide or she yeah. decide, I'm okay with that. Okay, yeah. Did you want her to commission or anything like sooner, like when she graduated or anything like that, or was well, it just kind of like all right on your time? No, the only thing was uh, at the time that she was in college. Ah. Uh, she was taking computer science. Mm-hmm. And, and before that, I was telling them that, you know, you think about what you want to do or what you want to take in college and stick with it, you know, after making the decision. But, like, I think two years down the line and she pulled me on, the, pulled me on your mama's side and told us that she want to switch to yeah. nursing. Yeah, she was done with that computer science stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, I said, shoot, and this is what I didn't want to have. <laughs> but, you know, as parents, you, you just, you know, whatever it is, then, mm-hmm. you know. So I told him, you, you think about it more, and if that's what you want, I'm, I'm fine with that. I said that because I was paying the tuition, <laughs> and because uh, and, I don't want I don't want her to waste her time mm-hmm. and and money. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as she said, she's sure about it that she's gonna take it. Um, but at at that point of time, I was I was like thinking about options because of the the financial situation um, there's no doubt that I will support her with the nursing but there's also a concern about how I will support her financially and um, so I was kind of trying to pitch in some programs in the military like the Navy the Navy nursing oh okay okay so 
I asked her one time she want, if she has an intention to join or she's thinking about joining because if she says yes at the time, then I'll let her do the, uh, the loan, student loan, because the Navy will be paying her or, and give her a bonus. Right. But she was pretty adamant at the, adamant at the time that she will not be joining right. the military at all. So I went ahead and supported her without her creating the loan mm-hmm. or getting the loan. But eventually she decided to to join in. Yeah. That could have been a a, a big financial change. But uh but I'm I'm okay with it. You know? Yeah. Uh and like what I said, it's you know, for them to make the decision and I'll be behind, you know. Behind her or Jerome. Yeah. You know, whatever they decide. That's basically what I'm you know. Mark, you said something that I think a lot of people um, are curious about and wonder when it comes to legacy stuff, right? When you said, uh, when you decided to join and Uncle made a couple phone calls and then there's a recruiters reaching out to you, right? And the network and everything that had been established, and Uncle touched on it too, right? That there's already a network established for you guys when you joined. Do you feel... That that network, uh, how, how beneficial was that network coming in as that legacy person for you? Oh man! So, uh, like my my dad and just like you know, just like Jerome's dad too as well. I mean the the foundation that was set and and you know this isn't just by my you know by my dad. It's also you know his his uh, his brothers too. Also uh, HMCS and uh, and EMCS. Um, Bordios, this is the, you know, this is the networking that, that they established. And, um, my thing was, or I guess what I saw that they left behind for us was just, they just, you know, they just treated people like they were human. I mean, they just took care of people the best way that they can. Uh, you know, they, they called a spade a spade when it was, but at the same time, you know, they were also there to try and, you know, teach, teach those, uh, those individuals, you know, what was, you know, what was right from wrong. And I think, that's how the network uh, was established. And, uh, and what I noticed is that every time I came across somebody that, you know, um, met, you know, one of one of the original, uh, you know, Bordios uh, chiefs um, or, you know, just a, one of the original Bordios, um, you know, they, they just talk about how much, you know, they took care of them and and, hey, you know, if you ever need anything, you know, let me know. Um, and and I guess that that what they what they left behind was just a. Uh, uh, you know, a brother and a brotherhood and a sisterhood of of just people just wanted to to take care of each other. And that's kind of like what I walked into was, you know, it wasn't like I was walking into like a fully, you know, like, you know, beneficial system. It was more of just like, you know, people just treating people and people just taking care of people. And that's, you know, that's really what my uh, my dad left behind. And and that's kind of like what, you know, what Mike was kind of talking about earlier is that's that's kind of like what how we wanted to be and how he told us to be. And how he raised us to be was just, you know, just be good, good people, good citizens and just, uh, you know, just take care of people as much as you can. And and, you know, and, and that's kind of like how, you know, how I guess how we benefited from it was just just people taking care of us like they did, you know, like they did for like he, he they did for them. You know what I mean? I mean, kind of. I mean, I didn't experience that. 
but I get it. <laughs> uh, Mike, hey, if you ever need anything from us, you know, you let us know. You know, we'll, we'll do what we can. Uh, no, nah, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good, sir. Um, but Mike, it, it, did you feel the same way? Like coming in, not just after your dad and your uncles and everything, but even your brothers, did you feel like like you, you had a network there even closer to you that you could reach out to? Yeah, so when also when I joined too, uh, I joined with the recruiters uh, that recruited me in. They served with my pops too as well. Matter of fact, some of them even let me stay at their homes uh, before I joined because I was joining out of uh, California uh, instead of Virginia. And pretty much they took me in until I actually left for, for boot camp. And then once I got in and I actually met folks, you know, I was one of the ones that got pulled out of boot camp uh, to see how I was doing, how am I tracking along and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, you know, I uh, can't believe that, you know, my dad knows some folks over here in boot camp. Uh, and then at the same time, once I got to the fleet, uh, people were still saying, which which one is your dad, you know? Uh, but the biggest thing that pretty much stuck with me about how him and his brothers networked was he, it was when our uncle Cesar passed away, the ENC, CS, uh, and my dad stated, you know, at his funeral that they came into to the, to the military uh, with a brass gold belt buckle and they just continued to shine it and shine it and shine it. And I guess for me, looking at it from the outside in, as far as like the networking and whatnot, it was like that. I mean, they had that thing shine to a T still to this very day, shine to the T and all I'm trying to do uh and I speak for my brothers too as well, is we're just trying to continue to shine that uh, belt buckle that they left for us. So do you, do you and the brothers feel, uh, we're, we're going to come back to you, Jerome, in just a minute, but like, do you guys feel some kind of pressure to do that? Like not pressure that's applied, you know, purposefully from your dad or your uncles or anything, but do, do you feel some kind of pressure just to live up to the name or to the status and to that network that they left for you guys and build upon that? Uh, it's another P word. It'll, yeah, it would be the pride word. I, the pressure, yeah, pressure, pressure's there. But at the end of the day, it's more pride because once I, once I saw people coming up to me, you know, and saying that I know your dad, your dad took care of me, I was freaking proud and i don't know how to explain that but it's it's crazy that you know we're coming out of a we're coming out of boot camp you know we're coming into the world and you know the navy uh to us was like a big big place like you can go anywhere you know you can get stationed in bahrain you know you can go to guam you can go to japan wherever it is right but once somebody said i know your dad i was like dang how the heck does this guy have somebody in boot camp, somebody on this ship, somebody at my nest command, and they just keep talking highly about my dad? And it was just, I could not be more proud than to want to take up, want to uh, go towards the pressure and just continue to do my best uh, and fulfill that legacy that he left behind. Mark? Yeah, for me, um, I, I didn't feel too much pressure. Um, only because, uh, like I said, I, I didn't really, you know, I knew like my, my uncles and everybody joined 
And, you know, I was just kind of just doing my my own thing and just trying to do my best. And, you know, with what everything, everything that my, uh, you know, my, my dad taught me, right. It's just, you know, just work hard and, and, you know, lead by example. So I don't think I really felt like any pressure. Um, but as I progressed through my career and I started to learn more about like, you know, what my, my uncles, uh, went through is, uh, reassurance, reassurance, because, you know, doing, you know, all the success, you know, that like, you know, I'm having, you know, like whether it's, you know, get, you know, finishing at the top of my class, you know, in, in a school, you know, and then, uh, you know, making third class and then second class and then, um, you know, and it's progressing, progressing through the ranks. And then hearing the stories of, of from other people of like what my dad went through or like hearing the stories of, you know, what, how it was when my dad got, you know, his East Was qualification, you know, and stuff like that. Um, I, I just think it was more of like reassurance that what we were doing was we were we were living, you know, we were establishing our own, you know, we were we were building on the last name and not really like, um, I guess, feeling that pressure if that if that kind of makes sense you're building the, off the really building off of it not living off of it yeah exactly yeah yeah not 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 you know not really like benefiting from it or trying to you know trying to keep the last name alive but we were just we we're just out there just kind of you know kind of doing our own thing and then realizing that i was you know building on it and being reassured that you know during the tough times that you know hey you know they they've been through, they've been down this path before and it's almost like you can do it you just got to just keep, you just got to keep going, keep your head up and just remember, you know, uh, remember what you were taught and, uh, and just keep going. So not, not really pressure, but more of a, a reassurance, um, for, for me. And Jerome, what'd uh, you, what'd you feel, man? Nah, for me, I didn't, I didn't feel uh, any pressure. Um, honestly, didn't really feel anything until I became a, a first class, uh, on the ship. And then I started to feel, you know, some experiences that I think my dad felt, you know, when he was going through it. Um, and then I started getting, um, I started respecting my dad a lot more because I started to see how hard things were. Yeah. Uh, and how he tried to provide for our family because I was kind of in his shoes, you know. Um, Yo, that, that first ship hit different, don't it? It does. <laughs> yep. But, <laughs> but I got my anchor on it, though. You yeah, know? yeah, you know it. You know it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I learned a lot uh, on the Vincent, um, just just being that that deck plate leader, and then um, I always think about my dad when I chief every day um, because I know he's a master chief. So there's no pressure. It's just when I look at my last name on my uniform, I just want to you know represent for my father and my family. Was there because dad was SK? So did you go AE? purposefully to not feel some pressure or to not, you know, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You know it. Um, I, I knew my dad selected his path, right? So I wanted to do something completely different. Um, and I, I thought like avionics, I think I'm going to make some money after. You yeah. Know? Okay. Okay. So I, I, I thought about that too. Like if I get out, I can actually use this, you know, work on airplanes and, and make some good money, yeah. you know? That's but, just what I was thinking. But there was that little bit of like, it, uh, like if I go SK, I'm going to be like SK3, Comia or something. Was that like in the back of your head just a little bit or something? Um, and again, it's not like pressure is a bad thing, but just no, that like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I never really thought of uh, of it like that. Um, 
but I just wanted to choose something different. Yeah. You know, because Do your I, own thing. Yeah, and I, and I grew up a lot different than my father because he he gave me a foot in the door. Yeah. And I lived in America. I grew up in America. And my my father grew up in the Philippines. So two different. Yeah. Two different worlds. Um. So I, you know, I I liked aviation. I, I wanted to try it, and and then that's why I chose that path. Motherfucker, seeing sheep now. Yep. Working yeah. out all right, huh, Dad? Where, he, yeah, he doing yeah, okay, yeah, huh? Yeah. He doing okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, so um, you know, uh, uh, something that's funny. I, I don't think I've ever shared this. I know, Dad. I probably haven't ever made with you, Jerome. But you know, when I was a little SK two uh, in Hawaii on the Russell, right? Dad had just retired the year before I got there, right? And then I met Nikki shortly after I got there and everything. And um, it was like maybe a year later. Right, I was on board, and the senior chief. I was just talking about the senior chief earlier, right? Uh, senior chief uh, Romero, Eduardo uh, Romero. He was on board, and uh, he's my section leader, do section two. And uh, he was like, "Hey, you know, he's chopping it up with me. He's like my mentor, right? Always like whatever senior needed, senior got take care of the senior. He was top snipe, so whatever he needed, right? So I was like, he he was asking me like you know some of that intrusive leadership shit they talk about, I guess." Uh-huh. You know, asking if I had a girl out here, this and that. I was like, yeah, you know, I got me a little something, you know, you know, a little, little piece, you know, I got me something. And she, he was like, yeah, you know, uh, is she, you know, local? You know, she Filipina, huh? I was like, yeah, she Filipina, yeah, she Filipina, yeah, yep, 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 got me one. He was like, uh, what's her name? I was like, oh, her name's Nikki. And he was like, oh, yeah, what's her last name? I was like, oh, shit. I was like, uh, and so I knew dad, recently retired master chief, right? And so I was like, uh, Comia. He's like, what was that? I was like, uh, Comia. <laughs> and he's like, hey, man, speak up, right? So I was like, it's Comia. Like, her uh, Nikki. And he says that we're out, we're on the quarter deck, right? I was standing watch. He was out there doing his section leader stuff. And he's like, he like does that. He's like looking off, right? Looking off the brow or off the quarter deck. He does that look over. He goes, are you dating Master Chief Comia's daughter? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's like, the master chief called me like Louis, called me his daughter. I was like, yeah. Is that like a? Am I wrong? Like, he goes, you know, uh, he's a par- very powerful man. I was like, shit, man, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> you know. So I was like, I was like, yeah. Uh, I mean, he retired now, right? <laughs> like right like he retired now right he's like you know uh all all the uh chiefs all the supply chiefs uh, right here in Pearl Harbor know him right I was like Shit, I don't know again I'm a little SK2 I'm disconnected from the Navy I, I'm not a legacy like you all or nothing I don't know nothing right I'm learning right as like any other young buck in the Navy right I'm, I'm learning the connections the networks and things like that right I was like yeah I mean okay like whatever like all i know right now is he like my my girlfriend's dad okay and i ain't met him yet okay like i don't even know if he knows that i'm the reason nikki's out late like you know like all the above right it's just bad he goes all right so he like leaves comes back i'm still on watch and uh he goes i'm gonna go over here to the uh, paul hamilton i'm gonna go talk to the lses he's on duty today I was like, all right. He's like, he knows your future father-in-law. I'm going to go talk to him. I was like, oh, shit, man. Here we go. So, like, every duty day, he'd be like, I'm going to this ship. I'm going to go talk to the supply chief. I'm going to go. And I was like, man, like, this dude, like. So, Dad, I don't know if word ever got back to you, but I'm sorry. 
<laughs> but look, I mean, it all worked out right. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's uh, that was my pressure, right? As like I'm dating Nikki, and like I got the oh, like right. my 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 scene chief here in duty section. Every like duty day, every couple of duty days, once a month, he's like, I like just applying that pressure of your guys' network and everything that of like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go spread your name around to the supply chiefs and stuff. I'm like, why, man? Like, why don't okay? I'm like 23 just trying to have fun out here, bro. You know, like, but anyways, I didn't know that story. Yeah, it, it was, yeah, it, you know, senior was hella cool, man. Like, I, I love that dude. He taught me so much. Anyways, getting back to this other stuff, right? Um, you know the pressure and the network stuff. So I'm gonna drop a word here that I don't like, right? That a lot of people may be listening, um, might be saying this already under their breath or something. And that word is mafia, right? Uh, we all know everyone that's sitting here on Zoom or whatever. Um, what we're talking about when we talk about the word mafia in the Navy and stuff. And I tell people all the time I don't like that shit, right? I don't think it's cool, um, a way, especially the way it's applied. How do you guys deal? Because what you guys are sharing is beautiful, right? Because it's it's a legacy of how your fathers and your parents raised you, of how to treat people. And it just so happens you also join the Navy and you're applying it day in, day out, you know, in the Navy, right? Of, of how your dads that are here taught you, right? Just how to treat people. But oftentimes it gets misconstrued into the word mafia. So, Jerome, we'll kick it with you first. Or actually, let's go to the... Our, our old-timers here, Dad, was that something that was talked about or mentioned back in your day? Because your day's back. Was that a thing that went around? Or is that something newer, like generational stuff? Well, realist, uh, realistically, there are things that happen. I don't know if I should talk about it here. No better place. Um, but there's some some things that, you know, the connection mm-hmm. uh, may help in a lot of ways. Getting orders, you know, the orders you want or, or sometimes in promotion. But that's in promotion, that's kind of hard to prove, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can just like speculate on what happened. Um, if the result came out and you see people that doesn't deserve it and get promoted, of course you're gonna speculate. Speculate, right? And the thing that you mentioned earlier, when some people uh, from D.C. come to visit, a huge party is getting, you know, set up for that, you know, for like meet and greet mm-hmm. things. And it happened. Uh, and, you know, people that visit, you know, people that set it up, uh, make collections, you know money for for the party and of course like you know some people get the privilege to to talk to detailers and things like that um and you see them like 
get the orders that they want. So there are things that happen like that. That, and yeah, they talk about it's like mafioso thing. Uh, it 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 did happen in that's, your time. In your time, it happened. Yeah, right. And, and that's why, you know, there were changes that were made, mm-hmm. right, on the process, right, detailing process, promotion, like the boards mm-hmm. and stuff. And that's because of what's been happening at the time. Yeah. So, yeah. so it is something that was out there. And like I said, a lot of things have changed. Jerome, how do you feel about it in today's aspect when you hear shit like that? Uh, for me, like, I, I, don't, uh, I don't really like it. Uh, yeah. The stigma that you have uh, being Filipino. Um, yeah, they, like, I remember when I first came in, they said, oh, you're part of the mafia. I'm like, well, I don't even know what you're talking about, man. Yeah. To be honest, like, I, I didn't, you know, because, you know, I, majority of my life I grew up in America. Yeah. So, you know, I joined, and I didn't, I didn't really, I, in, in my rating, there's not a lot of, you know, Filipinos, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd be like the, maybe one of the only guys, right? So I didn't really experience it, but uh, I, yeah, it's, it's something that I don't like, but I see it on Facebook all the time when you go on shit my LPO says, and you see people making fun of the mafia and how we use, pronounce our, our you know, our yeah, letters and yeah. stuff like that. Yep, yep. But say I were to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I tell people I'd, that shit all the time. I'd be in trouble. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I think that that's wrong that they're portraying it like that because yeah. they're flipping it on us. If I were to do it to them, what would happen? Yeah, right. I, I tell but people I never, all the time. I never say anything. You look on a ship, though, right? Yeah. I mean, nobody says anything about anybody else, but mm-hmm. when you see a bunch of Filipinos hanging out just because they came from the same country, mm-hmm. they speak the same language, right? Um, it's all of a sudden a problem. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. You know, I, I don't think that that's fair. No, I don't either. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, um, me being that outsider person. Right. But, well, okay, so how about how about sailors that come from the south? Right. Right? Because you can say that, too. They they call it the good old boy club. Yeah. Right? What's what's up with that? Yeah. You know? I just told someone that the other day. I yeah. said. Uh, so, I mean, it, you, you can say a whole bunch of things. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I don't see color or nothing like that. Whoever I work with. Every, everybody's treated fair. Yeah. I told someone the other day, someone said it, right? And I looked at them. I said, hey, would you want me to be like you in the clan? Oh, wow. And they said, what? I said, yeah, you saying you, you know, the mafia. I said, how about what if I flipped it on you said, hey, you and your clan. Would yeah. you like that? Exactly. And they just looked at me both ways and was like, uh, I was like, yeah, don't fucking say that ever again around me. Yeah. Right. Because despite what dad said, right? And where there's some things that still happen today of these little mentoring sessions and shit that you can see, oh, yeah. you know, whatever. Right, okay. Yeah. And, and yeah, I believe dad, when he says things happened in the past and things have changed, I think there's still small groups of people trying to hold on to a, you know, the good old days kind of shit. And I'm so sick of the good old days in anything. Right. Um, but when you see people trying to still apply like that mafia stuff, I, I always kick him in the ass about it. Right, right, right. Because to me, it's like it should not be about any kind of club status. Exactly. It should be about work performance. Yeah. Pe- people should not personalize it. You know what I right. mean? Like, you know, why would you bring somebody home, right? Mm-hmm. And do mentoring stuff. 
Air quotes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not right. Right. Mark, Mike, Uncle, uh, what's your guys' take on it? I'll let my dad start first. <laughs> yeah, Sam, I'll let dad go ahead and start first. Go ahead, dad. I'm scared. There is no nah, mafia. Nah, nah, just, just respect. <laughs> go ahead, uncle. There is no mafia. It doesn't exist. It is just labeled as a mafia because maybe some of the actions that was observed or per, uh, perceived as they were going through their day-to-day interaction was that negative portion that it's a hookup. There's always a hookup somewhere. But, you know, back in my early days in the Navy, the, the hookup that uh, my definition was if the MS cooked something up other than the regular norm for the evening, the menu for the evening. They call it gili-gili. That's the hookup. <laughs> and that's how the network started, is because we were eating in storerooms. We were not eating together with the general mess. The MS would bring it down to the storeroom. We have a rice cooker. We would cook there. Then we play cards. But the one thing that we always had an agreement with my friends was that, you know, advancement, try to work, help each other out on advancement, you know, because instead of us, them telling us what to do, then maybe we can change what we don't like with them and then implement what you think is right to the other people, which is to make it fair. So, and that was pretty much how me and my friends, we were you know, take care of each other, take care of the, because it's, it's, it's simple. You take care of the people, they take care of the mission. That's, and if you don't take, if they're not happy with what they're doing, what uh, end result will you get out of that? As opposed to them doing what they like to do. So you get a better result with if the people enjoy what they do. That's why when going back to that, uh, when they joined, I was not forcing them because if I tell them to join, then they didn't like and then they didn't like it at the time because their mindset was not correct, uh, right yet. Then it would have probably taken a different course as opposed to them doing it on their own. So the mafia, you know, it just spread. That's just how we take care of each other, and it's just something that also has to do with the culture. Filipinos, we like to you know hang around, take care of each other, look out for each other. So it's just the nature of the beast, and. Unfortunately, it was labeled as the mafia. Mm-hmm. It was just turned as the mafia, but really not affiliated or its intent is the same as the mafia of the New York, of the, you know, the Yakuza and all that kind of gang-related stuff. That, that doesn't happen. So just take care of each other, and it's just labeled like that. But you know, it, it doesn't, the name doesn't exist, but that brotherhood or connection does exist. And... Even when we drop our working tools, you know, just like other people have done before us, this, this, this part of the legacy of hooking each other up will continue. I'm just disappointed when I talk to the sailors that I play with basketball here is when I talk to them now is when I ask them, you know, what is their focus as far as if they're going to make the Navy a career, they're kind of lost. Because I think 
there's there's a perception out there now the the present leadership and nothing against you know anybody but the overall perception of the leadership and it is even admitted in the in the, in the briefings with the admiral that when it comes to leadership the seniors are tied with administrative repercussions that any like before when you make a decision and that was the decision that was made there was no administrative matter that came with it but now if it, especially if it's a big deal then it really gets attention nowadays and they're, 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 and it can be career ending but yeah that mafia as long as that bonding is there it will continue Yeah, I get it. I mean, no, I, well, I, I totally understand uh, uh, the cultural aspect of it, right? Uh, Mark and Mike, you know, kicking it over to you guys. Do you feel that that cultural aspect loses some of its steam? Because for like, you know, dad and uncle, it, it is a deep tied cultural thing coming from the Philippines when so many tried to join and couldn't join and the numbers were little, right, of who was accepted and, and, and could enlist, So when you get to the big Navy, it's it's a natural thing to band together to help each other. Do you think, think some of that cultural aspect is lost in today's generation? We'll, uh, we'll kick it with Mark and Mike, then we'll come back to you, Jerome. Um, I'll, I'll, go ahead and, I'll go ahead and go first, Mike. Um, so Okay, say, sir. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to go, you can. You want to go first? <laughs> Now you go. I'm just playing with you. All right. Yeah, no, so uh, when it comes to... When it comes to that, I, I think that there are some some people over there that kind of misunderstand or try and take advantage of the uh, of, you know, the culture and, and how, um, you know, how Filipinos or, or how just any group of, of people come in and they, you know, they try and, and take care of each other. Right. Um, but I think what, you know, growing up, what, what my dad you know taught us was that and what we also witnessed ourselves, too, is that. He, he did a, a good job of separating culture and then separating professionalism, right? So, you know, we, we got a chance to see how diverse his network, you know, his network is. It wasn't just like he was taking care of a, a certain group or it wasn't like I was getting assistance or networking with just a, you know, a certain group of people. I, I, you know, I was taught to, you know, to network with everybody. And I think, you know, growing up in the, in the U.S. and at the same time being a military brat, Um, you know, we kind of, we kind of get exposed to, well, we do get exposed to diversity quick, you know? So just like what uh, Jerome said earlier, we don't really, I don't see, you know, color. All I see is, you know, shipmates, you know, brothers and sisters, um, and just, you know, working together to try and, you know, to try and, uh, you know, accomplish a, a goal or accomplish the mission or, uh, you know, achieve success. Right. Um, but you know, are, are there some bad apples out there that, uh, you know, that, that try and, you know, you know, use things the wrong way. Yeah, they're out there. And, uh, you know, I know when I come across stuff like that, I say, uh, no, that's not how it's supposed to be. And this is how you're supposed to do it. And, and what's, what's crazy too, is you get those bad apples and they kind of, they kind of, kind of paint this picture in, uh, in, in new young sailors heads is that, you know, this is how, you know, this is how it should be, or this is how, you know, this is how we're going to do it. And so the, the younger sailors are coming in expecting, you know, that, that, they're going to be air quotes taken care of. Right. That's When that's a, not that's really how it's point. supposed to be. Right. It's supposed to be, you know, it's supposed to be professionalism, just like what you say, you know, based off of, based off of work ethic, which is how, you know, how I was taught to operate. Right. And, uh, but, you know, I definitely think that, you know, the, the, I, I agree. I, you know, I think 
culturally, I, you know, take, take care, you know, take care of each other. But then at the same time, you gotta, you gotta make sure you're, you're right. And you, and you, and you're just, and you're professional, right. You know, you just, you, it just, there's, um, you can't, you can't be unethical about it. You know what I mean? If, if that, if that makes sense. Uh, um, it makes perfect sense, man. Yeah. So, you know, but, you know, I guess to, to end what I'm, what I'm saying is, yeah, the, the, the culture definitely, I think, is getting lost, you know, because of because of bad apples. Um, do I agree that, you know, people should take care of each other? Absolutely. But don't just take care of, of one one group of people. Take care of everyone. You know, take care of everyone. Uh, have I had experiences where people come up to me saying, hey, you know, you're you're a certain race. You know, maybe you can you know, you can take care of me. And, and people think that, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm Filipino. Some people think I'm Spanish. You know, so, you know, some people think I'm mixed or whatever. And they all come at me like, hey, you know. Oh, you you know you're with us. You're with. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm with everybody. I I take care of everybody. And if and if you play ball, I'll see you on the basketball court. You know what I mean? And 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 then that, those are you know you got like basketball networks, supply networks. Um, you know, you know all, all different. You know, D set networks. You know, whatever whatever you're part of, Chiefs mess networks, first class networks. You know, you just take take care of everybody. Um, but that's yeah, that's what I got to say about that. But over to you, Mike. We get here. Uh... For me, if you can see me right now, I'm pretty passionate about this mafia topic. Uh, I'm going to start off with understanding why people think there's a mafia. Like when our parents came in, that's all they had. I mean, my dad explained the story to me when we were walking past the old boot camp here in San Diego, uh, is that somebody beat up his brother while they were in boot camp. And my dad had to meet somebody at the smoke pit just to make it known that, hey, don't be messing with my brother. You know, so he took care of his brother. So therefore, you know, they had to kind of like stick together. So I can, I can understand where they come from as far as like, you know, taking advantage of an opportunity where they can help each other out uh, to all be successful so everybody can eat. Because, you know, you look back in history, it was hard. It was hard. That's why they were uh, cooks. Yeah. That's why they were in supply. You know, it's yep. because they they didn't have an opportunity and they got they pretty much got those jobs right there uh, to to just fill a position. Right. So I, I get it. But. My first day on the ship, first day on the ship, somebody came up to me and said, you Filipino? I said, yeah. He said, you're going to be fine, man. You make, hey, you going to make SH3 next week. I'm like, what the heck? I don't understand what he's talking about, right? Uh, and so, you know, I just remember that the one thing that my dad said was to work hard, uh, you know, to shine that, shine that belt buckle and to take care of everybody and, and anyone at the, at the end of the day. And so when I got moved up to the barbershop, I saw a really, really good light of what they call the Filipino mafia. Filipinos coming up to me in the bar. I don't even know how to cut hair yet, right? I'm still trying to learn. Filipinos sitting at the chair uh, waiting uh, as a walk-in saying, I'm waiting for him. I'm like, yeah, uh, that's cool and all, but I still got those two, those two sailors over there. Nah, get me next. Nah, 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 nah. That's not how this works. I'm taking care of everybody. You know, and that's how I was able to network. I, you know, some people... They had the Filipinos in the bag uh, when it comes to networking. Me, I had the whole ship. You know, oh, I had everybody know. that I could in my pocket. Oh, we know. Uh, so my, th- oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we know. That, 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 that's, Yo, that's, you that's so good? How, didn't you make SH three twice, or was it SH two twice? Uh, one of them ones. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really blessed to be here today. You know, as a as a RS one uh, in the navy. Uh, that's but yeah, good. man. So with this, with this, with this mafia stuff, like, there is no mafia. Like, stop saying it. Stop talking about it. Like, we're just here taking care of people. 
You know, if you and if you think that uh, I'm part of the mafia, I'm not. And I, I say it every day when I start a new class uh, and have to talk about, you know, like, hey, there's no such thing as a mafia because there isn't. I don't see it like that. I see everybody as an opportunity to take care of. You know, we all got problems. We all got issues. We all trying to get somewhere. Everybody joined the military with some goals. And hey, let's just remember what we joined for. You feel me? I feel you. Yeah. And, and I'll add to that, too. And don't don't come at me or don't come at anyone assuming that they're, you know what I mean? Part of a, part of a certain group or they're a certain way. Right. Mm -hmm. Look at the person as a, as a human being and, you know, and, and don't judge them because of, you know, what, you know, what they look like, color of their skin or anything like that, you know, just look at them like they're, that they're human and everyone gets, you know, everyone gets, gets a, gets a fair chance. You know what I mean? Cause I, just like what Jerome said, people, people come up to, come up to us and say, Hey, you know, oh, you're 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 part of that club, or you know, you're part of the mafia. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, I'm just I'm just here to work and and just you know do my best that I can. I'm not here, you know, and, and take care of anybody that I, you know that I can. Um, but it just you know it, it it I don't like it either. It bothers me when people come up to me and say, Hey, oh yeah, you're part of the mafia. no, I'm not. You know, and whoever is coming up, anybody that's coming up to me saying stuff like that, I, I really don't like it. And I and I usually just stop it like right then and there and tell them straight up like, nah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't play that, you know, and it, and it, it just like what my, you know, my dad and everybody said is, is it, you know, they, they're out, they, they take care of each other because it's a cultural thing, but it's definitely not a, you know, not a mafia and don't, you know, don't come at me saying that, Hey, you're a part of the mafia. You know what I mean? I dig it. Jerome. Uh, I mean, I already said my piece about it. Oh my God. Oh, back to you. Okay. So hold on. I, another part that just, uh, Mark just said, right. Um, do you feel that you guys being part of this, right, of the legacy, not mafia, but of this legacy that's being passed down? And as, as all of you have said, right, and even I said, do you feel like uh, you have some kind of responsibility to kill that mafia um, vibe, that mafia, uh, I forget the word, but you know, that, that stigma stigma. Yes. Thank you. Um, that stigma, do you feel like you have an obligation for that Jerome to like kill that? Like every time it comes up, you need to smash that because if you don't, then it kind of like lets it linger. I mean, I've, I've heard about it like, uh, so much. I mean, even, you know, like I said earlier, when, when I first came in, um, I, I don't feel no obligation because I mean, yeah, people are going to say it even when I'm out the Navy. Yeah. So I'm okay. just going to just do my part, you know, take care of every seller regardless of you know what color they Anything, are. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't matter. You know, we're all we're all in the navy, we're all brothers and sisters, so I mean, really when someone says it they're ignorant. Yeah, for sure. Yep. For sure. Uh I had a um I was standing duty with this other person one time um and, and they mentioned uh mafia stuff. Right? And I proceeded to go on an hour long conversation with them explaining from my perspective, a lot of what you guys just shared, right. That um, it's ignorance and it's a misunderstanding of cultural, you know, uh, where people come from and stuff. And that's a big problem, you know, throughout society today of not understanding where people come from and influences in on people's lives and why they join or why they do certain things a certain way. Um, and I think that person had an enlightening moment you know, with me on that late watch, you know, where at the end of it, they're just kind of like, Oh shit, chief. Like I, and I mean, they told me, they said, I've never thought about it that way. And of course you didn't. 
because someone taught you in the Navy, one, and we're not even talking before the Navy, we won't get into that, what they taught you, but someone taught you early in the Navy that it was okay to say these things, right? It was okay to throw mafia around like that, mm-hmm. you know, just freely because it's out there, you know. It was okay to just look at a Filipino and assume something of them without knowing them or getting to know them, right? And I think it's important that we, you know, tie that in to this discussion of being legacy and everything, because so much Jerome, Mike, Mark, Anthony, Nikki, right? I'm sure you guys get it. I know Nikki fucking hates it. Absolutely hates it, right? And it's important to, to discuss it at the same time with the legacy thing because people, it's an educational thing, right? It's not a mafia thing. It's a legacy thing. It's a, you know, doing what your parents, what dad and uncle set a foundation for coming from the Philippines, joining for a better life. Exactly. For not just you guys, but, you know, your extended family, all of that. And all you guys are trying to do, and correct me if I'm wrong, but give that same opportunity, not just to your own life or to your own family, but to your sailors, just as your dads did for so many sailors. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. You know, and, and it, it's just, it's sad when people cannot think past certain stigmas, as you said, Jerome. And, and see that it's like there's more to it, right? There's way more to it. And me, and most people know this, I have a soapbox of, you know, uh, people often look at me confused trying to place me in a box of what I am, right? You know, um, you know, heavily tattooed, you know, caramel, light skin, you know, fucking looking tasty and shit, right? Nice slick back hair and all that. Mm. But then they see my name tape and it's pretty fucking Caucasian, Right. And they get very confused. And, and the question always comes up, you know, and, you know, what am I? And, and they're trying to place me in a box. And, you know, so I'm sensitive to your guys, to the mafia discussion thing, because I hate when people try to place people in boxes because uh-huh. I've been trying, you know, people have always tried to place me into a box so they could be like, all right, that's your box. Right. Just like you guys. Oh, your, your box is mafia, quote unquote. Right. So you're over there. So that means I think about you this way because you're in that box. So, you know, I'm very sensitive to it as well. Um, I don't like it, uh, but I understand, like, the legacy part of it through, you know, uncle through dad, what they've passed down to you guys. And, and, you know, um, the pride and responsibility that I feel you guys have to go forward and keep doing the same thing, right, to keep that legacy alive and true uh, so your your guys' dads could look at you with the same amount of pride, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so that, that takes us just over an hour. Um, you know, I, I don't really have much, nothing else about it. I think we did a great job. Uh, I want to thank everyone for joining in. We'll go around the table. And if you got anything last to say, you know, we'll do that. We'll start with you, dad. Go ahead. A- any last words? No, going back to that mafia thing is just, yeah, right. There's, there's no membership, mm-hmm. so there's no mafia. But things are were happening, you know, in the past, and and there were benefactors, you know. Mm-hmm. It happened, but you know, is there a mafia? Filipino mafia? No. Yeah. There's no such thing. But what's happening is like mafioso thing. 
So that's what that's what that label come comes from. Then, uh, happy to interact with the Bordillos family. Awesome, yeah. Uh, thanks, Dad. You know, I really appreciate you uh, taking some time out and, and joining us here in, in the studio. Jerome? Yeah, uh, hey, this was a great, great uh, podcast. Uh, definitely enjoyed uh, being on here with my father and, and uh, my cousins, uh, the Berdillo side. You know how much you guys pushed me, and uh, I just want to thank you guys, um, if I haven't thanked you already, for helping me get where I'm at, man. Thanks for, the, thanks for all the love. Yeah, that has actual cousin uh, relations right there. Jerome, your wife, is their cousin. That, that's especially why I have these two families here. Yeah. It's a whole family thing going on, people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike or Mark, you guys want to go? And, and then, uh, or uh, actually, Uncle, you got anything last you would like to say? Well, um, the only thing that really I can say is that what was passed down to me by my father, I was able to pass down to them those values. Now it's their responsibility to pass it down to the next generation. I think I did my job. Because they don't see color. They don't see nothing. They take care of everybody when they can. It was a little, uh, little acts of uh, random acts of kindness. Goes a long way. So, thank you for letting me join. No, I appreciate I appreciate you very much, Uncle, for taking some time out of your day and your schedule and yeah. joining us here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Mike, over yeah, to you. See. And the one thing, nope. if we were able to get a reunion and everybody put their uniform, then they will label that as the mafia again. Uh, no, well, I, I mean, I guess I'd be your token <laughs> white guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank, thanks, Uncle. Mike, to you. Hey, first of all, uh, Thank you, uh, Josh, for bringing us all together uh, to be in this podcast and to contribute uh, to your content and what you're doing. It's a blessing to see what uh, to see what you're putting out there, uh, brother Jerome. Congratulations uh, in being selected uh, and putting on them uh, them stars, seeing uh, chief. And last thing for everyone, man, just it don't just make a difference, you know, and. If you're coming in with this legacy, you know, just remember that there's two things that's on your chest. United States Navy and your last name. Represent both to the fullest of your capability. Damn. Who yeah. Oh, man, Mike. You Yo, got me over Mark, here standing Mark, you got to follow that. Mark. Yo, I'm telling you, he's so ready oh. for October 4th. He, he really is. He really is. <laughs> no, so, uh, yeah. First of all, I just want to say, uh, Josh, you know, again, thank you for your, you know, for your platform and, uh, you know, for being able to, uh, to capture, capture these moments for us and, uh, you know, really document the, uh, the history and, and hearing from, uh, these genuines. Um, but, you know, again, thank you so much for having me and, uh, having both, both families here, um, to the, uh, to the original OGs, the goats, Master Chief and, uh, and DKC retired. Um, thank you guys so much for, you know, for, giving us the values that we needed to, you know, to continue to be successful here in the military. Thank you so much for all the sacrifices that you, that you all have made and, and for paving the way for us to, uh, to continue to, to push our last names, uh, uh, far. Um, and, and I just want to say, uh, you know, to, to everybody out there, just like what Mike said, 
Um, you know, you wear U.S. Navy in your last name, you know, on your chest, and that's the legacy that you leave behind. And at the same time, you know, being being in the military, it's it's you know, it's 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 about the people, the legacies that everybody else has left behind. You know, take take all the good that you can, and uh, continue to be good citizens, good sailors, good service members, and uh, let's continue to to make our 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 navy, our nation, you know, the world a better place. But, uh, yeah, thank thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. Hey, so again, I just want to thank everyone that was here today uh, for joining me in, in the studio and, and via Zoom. Um, it, it's greatly appreciated, uh, you know, you guys helping me keep my dream alive of doing this and, and putting a, out a new episode every week. So for another week, we live here at the Bravo Zulu podcast. Um, uh, again, from the bottom of my heart, thanks, Uncle, the Berdios family, Dad, Jerome, thanks for joining us. And, uh, yeah, hey, we out. Appreciate everyone. Thanks. For more information on how you can support the podcast, please visit us at anchor.fm backslash Bravo Zulu podcast. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of Joshua Moore and the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent the DOD, DON, or those of the respected institutions or organizations. Thanks for joining us.